Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 42. On today's episode, we're looking at how to finish what you start. I am a starter, and I used to have the hardest time following through and actually finishing the things that I began. But with a few secret tips, I discovered how to actually see things through to the end, and it has made a world of difference in my life, and I know it can help you too. Hey there, wannabe minimalist friends. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and the Wannabe Minimalist Podcast. In today's episode, we are looking at how to finish what you start. This has been a game changer for me, and I know it can help you too. But honestly, in the middle of recording this, we are in our second week of virtual school. Our school district is offering a full year virtual program. So she is home. My husband just started a new job and he's working from home and I am downstairs recording this podcast in the middle of the day. It feels like chaos here, but it's okay because again, the tips that we go over today, there are seven of them. It really helps focus you. It helps you understand why you're doing something. And you know, I started this podcast today, today's episode, not knowing really how it's all going to come together. And that's kind of the point. When you are working to finish something, you have the end goal in mind, but you don't always know the path, but sometimes we just have to start in order to finish, right? So I'm going to talk you through seven tips, and I will also have a download for you. You can get this at the show notes. It's at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 42. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 42 for you to get all of the show notes for today including links to some really helpful posts that I'm going to be talking about and then also a download for the seven things that you need to do in order to finish what you start. So let's dive right in. I'm sure I will get interrupted. So apologies if this episode today sounds a little less professional or put together than normal. So we're just going to dive right in. Tip number one on how to finish what you start is really to cut back on how many things you have going on. Now, this one is not one that I am easy to digest myself. I love starting new things. Like I've said before, I am a starter. So for me to not start something, I get such a rush when I make a change or start something new. I have lived all over the world. I love traveling. I love moving. I love all of that stuff. And it makes me seem really strange in the eyes of some people that like certainty and safety. But for me, that rush is what I love. And so it has taken me a long time to be able to cut back on the things that I start. But I know that if I start too many things, I will never finish them. And it really just doesn't do well for us psychologically when we don't finish those things. We become, we feel flaky. We don't feel like we are sticking true to our word. And so that has been something that I've really worked on. And one thing 
that I want to us to remember when we think about this is that we underestimate what we can do in a year, but we totally overestimate what we can do in a day. And that mindset has really helped me because I am able to choose one thing and finish it before I move on. I used to try to just plan these really big audacious goals for my daily tasks and instead I've broken them down and I try to just focus on three things during the day and today my big goal was to record a podcast um, episode and so that's what I'm doing and that is the biggest thing so if I can get this finished and edited that really will make all the difference and the air conditioning has just come on and we're going to see what that sounds like but I think I'm going to go turn it off real quick okay so that's tip number one so The first thing you need to do in order to finish what you start is to cut back on how many things you have going on. So really focus on the things that you do have going on. Concentrate on finishing those before you start something new and move on to the next thing. Tip number two is to be realistic. Now, this was also a really hard one for me to learn. I mean, I have a history of shooting for the moon. I want things to be successful overnight. I hate having to... You know, it's really hard for me to keep pushing at something when it doesn't come to fruition right away. Um, but I'm going to take this podcast in, as an example. I really enjoy the the process of recording these. I learn from my guests so much. I learn from all of you guys. And I just really enjoy being able to connect with you on this more personal level versus just having a blog. But I'm not going to lie. The audience hasn't grown that quick. But I do just enjoy getting to meet new people. And so it really wasn't, hasn't been, my goal hasn't been growing this as quick as possible. It has been learning and enjoying the process along the way. And so I'm more realistic in my expectation when I start things now, um, knowing that it is hard to get everything done. We only have so many hours in the day. And with all the things we have going on these days, so many of us have turned into homeschoolers and coaches and we cook more at home and we're doing all the things. And so we have to be realistic that we can only do so much. And so we need to set the right goals. Step number three or tip number three in finishing what you start is to build in rewards or energy boosts along the way. So I talked about how I love change and I get such a rush when I try something new or do something new for the first time. I really enjoy that adrenaline or that dopamine hit. So for me, in order to finish something, I have to break it down into smaller tasks so that I'm, I feel like I'm doing something new. And I also have to build in rewards. And there's a few ways you can do that. You can just celebrate the small victories and you just have to work in those things that make you feel better. So in a time of not coronavirus, when we can go out and do more rewarding things, you know, if you declutter your home, we'll schedule a massage you know, or go get your hair cut or go get your nails done. Or I'm not going to say shopping because we need to switch that habit. We need to not get in the habit of shopping. I know a lot of people try to reward themselves with that, but I want you to break that habit. Um, But go out for a treat, go out for a day, buy tickets to go see something or do something with your family and figure out how you can reward yourself when you hit littler milestones and then that really will help you stay motivated to see your see it through to the end. Tip number 4 is to throw out perfectionism and self-judgment. Holy moly, this one was hard, but I used to think that if something wasn't good enough, it wasn't worth doing. And the funny thing is, I am seeing this with my daughter. 
it's a totally genetic thing. I see it in my mom too. So hey mom, uh, shout out to you and our perfectionism. But you know, good is, it really is good enough. And things are never going to be perfect. Our homes are never going to be 100% what we want them to be all the time because as humans, our tastes change and our desires change and seasons change. And I think we have to get used to that and be comfortable with things changing and being different because what I needed in my home now that my daughter is seven or what I need in my home now that my daughter is seven is totally different than what I needed in my home when she was a newborn or when she was a toddler. And what I need in my home now that I live in San Diego is totally different than what I needed in my home when I lived in Chicago. So there are different seasons of life and there are different things that we are satisfied with in the moment and things we need at different stages and different points in time. And that's why one of my questions when I have guests on is what's making them happy right now or in this season of life? Because we have different seasons, different decades we live in. My life now that I am 40 is totally different than when I was in my 20s. And that's good. That's perfectly normal and healthy and good. We just have to embrace that, that things change constantly. And so there is never going to be perfect. Perfect does not exist. It's not a real concept. And the sooner we can understand that and get over the self-judgment that we you know, are holding ourselves to this unattainable standard, the happier we will be. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not 
my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. That was tip number four. And tip number five is to determine your end goal. Now, this really helps when things get tough because it is so easy sometimes to think that the effort isn't worth it or we just need to throw in the towel. It's just not worth it. It's not happening. I don't see it. But sometimes the breakthrough is just around the corner if we just push a little bit more. But on the flip side of that, when we have an end goal in mind, it also helps us know when the plan is not working. Because if we're trying to get somewhere or we have some end goal in mind, let's say, let's go back to decluttering our house and we want it to look or feel a certain way. If after we are, you know, decluttering some things and it doesn't feel right, we may need to just push a little bit further. Maybe we can test things out by packing them away and seeing how that feels so it's not so permanent. But then you can also say like, okay, well, maybe I threw out too much or maybe now my house doesn't feel, it feels too sterile. It doesn't feel like a reflection of us or doesn't feel cozy. And so when you know what that end goal is or why you're doing something, it's easier to get there because you know the path that you need to stay on. And it's also easier to get other people on board. There's a super famous TED Talk about starting with why. I'll link to it. And it really does help get people on board with you because they see the story or they understand the emotion behind it. Instead of just the journey, they understand the destination and where you're trying to go. So it's really important for you to to determine your end goal and then share that with your loved ones or people that are important to the task at hand. Tip number five, uh, sorry, six. Tip number six is to be accountable. Oh man, this one is a big one for me because I am so much better at sticking to something or to a goal when somebody else cares about what I'm doing. When I'm in a vacuum all by myself, it is so much easier to tell myself to rationalize not finishing something or not following through. You know, I am much, it's much easier for me to be able to do things for others and it is so much harder for me to do things when it's just for me because I let myself off the hook. So challenges are really good for me and I know they're good for a lot of you too. And so I'm doing a one month home revolution challenge right now and it started on Tuesday, September 1st. And so if you are interested, you're only a couple days behind if you're listening to this right when it goes live and you can jump on in. It's 14 days of decluttering followed by 14 days of deep cleaning. I feel like I have the decluttering part under control, but I know a lot of you are asking for that. So happy to help with that and put those challenges out there. Plus, there's always things that I can kind of, uh, you know, tighten up myself. So we'll do 14 days of decluttering, but the 14 days of deep cleaning, that's really where I am going. I'm so excited to do that. So I just felt like it was a really good way to start our homes fresh for the new school year and just kind of get things in order before the busy holiday season starts because who knows what this holiday season is going to look like and I don't really want to have to worry about what my house looks and feels like. I just want it to be a place that's relaxing for us. But a challenge is good because now I have other people holding me accountable and I want to be able to do that for you. So if you are like me and you need accountability in order to finish things, then I want to be that person for you. 
So you can get the link to sign up for that in the show notes, of course. And the last tip, tip number seven, is to build a habit of action instead of results. This has been huge for me with this podcast and just with decluttering my house in general. The action of 15-minute pickup every night, the action of having recording on my calendar and knowing that I'm going to do that week in and week out, just those actions of starting the coffee pot every night before I go to bed, loading the dishwasher, um, running the laundry on a regular uh, cycle and calendar or uh, schedule, that's what I'm looking for. It really makes a difference. It's these little habits and these little routines just become part of your daily activities and you can start to actually not even think about doing them. They just become habit, like I said. And habits can be good and bad and if you fork in the right actions, they become good habits. And those good habits build on top of each other. So after a while, the results just start to appear because you have built in the right actions and the right habits leading up to those results that you want. And that has been one of the best tips for me in order to finish things because now I don't have to think about actually finishing it. I just have to do that one little action every day and it moves me toward that finish line and helps me actually finish without much additional effort on my part. So that has been one of the best tips that I can give you is to build a habit of action instead of results. Focus on what you're going to do every day. Those little tiny micro steps forward really make a difference. So those are the seven tips that have helped me become a finisher in in addition to being a starter. I don't have a hard time starting, but I do have a hard time finishing. And so those are what they are. So let's talk about it again. Number one, cut back on how many things you have going on. Number two, be, a re- be realistic about what you plan to finish. Three, build in rewards or energy boosts. Four, throw out perfectionism and self-judgment. Five, determine your end goal. Six, be accountable. And seven, build in a habit of action instead of results. So I hope that was helpful for you. I know this one was a little different than normal because again, I am juggling so many things in my life right now and I just wanted to make sure that I got you some information that has been really helpful for me and I know that it can be helpful for you and I would love to be your accountability partner. I want to thank um, Kelsey last week. She talked about starting and helping starters and it just made me realize that One of the things I've had to work on is finishing, and I just thought this would be something that I could help you with today. If you found this helpful, please go grab the show notes at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 42. Again, littlegreenbow.com forward slash 42. And I would love to hear from you too. So if this is something that you have struggled with or you want to join that one month home revolution challenge that I have going on, come on over to my free wannabe minimalist Facebook group you know, introduce yourself, share your thoughts, jump in on the challenge, just pick up where you left off or you can start from the beginning, no problem. The tasks are going to be pretty short every day just so that we can stay on top of them so you could easily squeeze in to a day if you needed to catch up. So I really hope that I do get to meet you there and hear about your journey and just see how I can help you on this path toward living a better life with less. And before I go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, and I really would love to hear from you. Feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories so I can see what you like the most, and you can also subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. 
And then please leave me a review if you did enjoy the show so that more people can find us and enjoy the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle. And that just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Make sure you join me next week for another guest episode. This time, I am talking with Aaron Flynn of the company Cladwell about building a capsule wardrobe, how that changed her life, and what you can do in order to change your life with the clothes that you wear every day. So again, join us next week. It's an awesome episode, and I can't wait to see you then. Cheers. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.